welcome back to It's All Her, the podcast. I'm your host, Geordie Lucas. I'm the founder and editor of itsallher.com. I'm a presenter, an actress in a former life, and a mum to a toddler. I've got a lot going on, and I have a passion for making life simpler and better for women. This week on the site, a personal trainer shares five exercises women should be avoiding at the gym, and actress and producer Amy Ruffle shares her thoughts on aging like a fine wine. For the latest, head to itsallher.com. Now, this week's guest has had much of her personal life documented and scrutinized by the media. She's been unfairly judged and seriously underestimated. Abby Gilmore is a mum of three navigating the complexities of parenthood and sharing her life and learnings with her huge online following. A couple of weeks ago, I sat down with Abby to talk about motherhood, co-parenting and how she's taking her power back by sharing her truth on social media. We spoke for so long and we covered so much, so I've split the episode into two parts. Here's part one of my chat with Abby Gilmore. Abby, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Very excited to talk about motherhood and your journey and your latest business. Yes. How has the year been for you so far? We're halfway through. Yeah, that's crazy. We are halfway through. Um, it's been busy. Um, I yeah launched or well, I created a, a business and launched it this year. Um, it was something that I've had in mind for a few years. I just haven't sort of executed it. I think timing was really important as well and I think naturally I needed to just sort of wait until it felt Mm. right until I'd learned everything I kind of needed to I think I had a few lessons myself to learn before I was to sort of go out and launch a co-parenting idea and stuff yeah Um, and yeah so I did I did that a couple months ago or I don't even know when it was now a couple (laughs) months Um, and yeah it was honestly like the best thing ever like I finally felt like I I don't know. It's like a really awesome achievement. Like I'm, I just turned 28. I've got three kids. It's crazy Mm. at home. Like I, you know, I'm always trying to do better with my co-parenting and stuff like that. And I just think that this is a really good tool that will be able to help others. And yeah, I got to launch it. So that's kind of where my focus is at the moment. Yeah. And I want to hear all about that, but let's take it back to sort of the beginning of your story um, and in the public eye, I guess. You were a very young mum when you first had Miller. So what drew you to motherhood at such a young age? Yeah, so I, well, I was actually, um, I had Miller when I was 21 um, and I was, tr- like, we were trying for a baby at, like, I think I was 19. I had my first miscarriage <sighs> at 19 and I don't know, I just, I've always sort of been um, maternal, like, I remember going, you know, through high school and stuff. I remember when we'd get those um, dolls for, like, health, you know, the babies. <laughs> I would want to be – I'd be trying to take everyone's home. Like, I just used to always want to have a baby. Like, I just thought it was the best thing in the world. I was the youngest of four. So I think that might have had something to do with it. Like, yeah. I was always babied, and there was nothing for me to ever baby. Yeah. Um, so I think um, – yeah, like I watched my mum. She was a stay-at-home mum. My dad worked. And I just really idolised her role. Like I really yeah. thought that, I don't know, I just really wanted to do what my mum did. I was like, I love that she's so nurturing and loving and caring. And I think I had a lot of those traits. So um, when I moved to Melbourne for my then partner's career, mm. um, you know, we were so sort of set up in that way that, I don't know, it just felt right to sort of, start our family and it's so funny we're so naive at the time and like you know 
it's so crazy that like I have a six year old now and the <laughs> things that I'm learning and like going through you really can't prepare yourself for what being a mum really entails no. like there are so many different stages to it but stages of your own growth like it really exposes you as well as a person and, mm. and as a mum and as you know like it's just it's a really crazy journey so it's funny 21 year old Abby nursing Miller like I was a baby myself essentially yeah. and I loved every second of it and I think at the time I was sort of not really enjoying the stigma that young parents get like it's like a oh, it must have been a mistake or it was an accident mm. or it was this but I actually went through yeah two miscarriages to get Millsy so yeah um that was hard being young as well and and, and fit and healthy and um yeah I, I didn't know what was wrong I thought I thought something had to be wrong with me and um yeah I finally got Miller and I guess I just appreciate her more so now and, and all of them mm. um because of how hard it was to actually get them which yeah yeah like that's a whole a whole ball game on its own you know like um having your kids but having also experienced loss as well around that I think I don't know it makes it's definitely made co-parenting when I had to sort of do that it made that a bit tougher I guess because I was Mm. then missing out on things and when you become a mum you don't really plan to miss anything you know you expect that you're going to be there for everything um and I guess it stings a bit more if you have experienced loss because no more than ever like you know you want to be there even more because of the loss that you felt so um yeah young young mom like that I feel like I was always destined to be a young mom I mean my mum even today reckons I'm gonna have another baby she's like you're gonna have another (laughs) so I would have four children um but yeah I would have a million but yeah it's uh they're they're expensive they are aren't they (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so if it wasn't kids it was uh animals I used to love my animals when I was little so I used to baby them so I think I was just always I was just meant to be a mum yeah yeah Yeah. did anybody ever tell you you know go live your life you're too young oh all the time like all the time and I think that's where it used to annoy me because I was like how's about like let's just be pro-choice like it's yes. my choice like if I want to do this then I'm allowed to do this and you know what like I feel like I've just sort of like I, I think my 20s I was pregnant a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming like I'm nearing my 30s and I sort of think that like my life is really becoming fun now and yeah um I don't know I just feel as if I've got my power back and I'm yeah I'm taking a bit more control over the things that I do and um how I want people to finally perceive me and Mm. um, how I want to raise my kids, like um, all of that stuff. Like I I couldn't have sort of done that at 20. So to do it now, it's really cool. And I get to do it with kids that are still at great ages and respond to everything that, you know, I'm trying to teach them. And, you know, they get to come to my jobs and and things like that. They get to see so much like mm. I'm just so grateful that we had our kids young I honestly wouldn't change a thing it's yeah. it's it was the best thing that we ever did despite like the things that happened in between it's like I don't know it was all just leading us where to you here. are now yes is, yes is which awesome. I'm really happy with yeah. yeah oh that's fantastic yeah so obviously your life was sort of um has played out in the public eye um but you have sort of taken your power back I guess with your social media presence Mm -hmm. and you're very open 
on on the socials with things that you're going through and experiencing was that a conscious choice you know when you're reading these articles about you that are frustrating or or whatever almost take like you know stuff this i'm gonna have my platform where i tell my truth yeah i think um i think that is why i i it's like a good and bad relationship you can have with social media and and media and all of that stuff Mm. and you know when you're a respected person in the media that's always good yeah (laughs) I mean I I I see a lot of people that I follow who you know I think are amazing and um they're well respected and they're written about in such a great way and stuff and I just think oh that must be so nice Mm. because I'm also a good person (laughs) it's just that my story went a little different so um I don't know I kind of think that yeah at the end of the day media are doing their job um they obviously need people to be reading what they're writing and and all of that stuff um it did used to upset me that yeah I I guess I was the clickbait for a while and I guess it didn't go how I wanted it to it's like it's like the work I was doing and the things that I was saying and the and the work that I was putting into my um life and and you know trying to help people it just wasn't being digested correctly and and it used to yeah it used to be really disheartening there are times where I just sort of thought what even is the point like you know I could be just raising my kids and and getting off there completely but there are there are so many amazing people on there and Mm. you know I've been able to connect with so many awesome people and I feel like even if you've just helped one person like I know that people say it all the time but to truly just be able to help one person um, go through a battle that you know you've you've experienced yourself like there mm. really is no better reward and I think I just always reminded myself that there's a greater purpose you know yeah. I'm not doing this for me I'm doing this for this greater purpose that I'm always drawn to like yeah I'm drawn to my social media like I'm so drawn to be a voice for so many people that might not have one or who just need some love yeah <laughs> you know? like I think there are so many amazing women who have just lost their way and I'm proof that, you know, you can find your way again. I mean, I was a write-off, I think, for a while there. People were like, meh. Um, But you can, you know, you can take your power back Mm. and I just think you need to sort of remember what your purpose was and why you started and then, you know, you can find your way back. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing and um, I'm always trying to come from a place of love, you know, like... And then I've just kind of realized that, you know, people will interpret whatever the hell they want to interpret from my words. That's fine. But the people that follow me, the people that know me, you know, they know what's up. They know what I'm trying to sort of communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do believe that it's sort of, it's, it's being projected, you know, and, and people are picking up on that now. So I really do. I'm, I'm happy with the way things are going. It's taken a lot of work, a lot of time. And I guess I've just had to be really patient. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when people choose to perceive what you're posting in a negative way, that says more about their mindset. Than... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. And and I think too, like I have a very, I've, I've really learned to have a growth mindset. Like I've had to, mm. um, in order to digest my own situation and to really, uh, I guess, capitalize on it in a positive way for others. It's like, you have to have that mindset of growth. It's like, I completely understand that hurt people hurt people. Like, yes. I understand that humans are complex. You know, I understand that we all are, like, we're all going through our own stuff. And we all, you know, we all interpret things with our own lenses and, and our own 
conditioning. So it's mm. like we are just so much more complex than and and I think once people sort of understand that, like I don't know, it's almost like freeing, you know, once yeah. I sort of understood that although I had been through something that wasn't nice, someone else was going through something you know, to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're not, you're not, no one, I don't, I don't believe that people want to be nasty. It's like, we are going through things, you know? And I yeah. think when we can have that empathy and, um, I don't know, just turn your pain into power. Like it can be really beneficial for mm-hmm. people. And that was, that was what I was always, always trying to do. It was just help people who are lost. You know, I think we we're so, we're always glamorizing like everyone's socials and, lives and you know always the good things and it's like if something bad happens it's like i don't know it's like we 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 write them off like that yeah. whole like cancel culture it's like oh it's bad like yeah i don't know and i just i kind of i i see goodness in all that bad stuff i love to chat to people who have been through the most crazy ass experiences i'm like you guys are so interesting you yeah know, i love to sit down and chat with these kind of people and um, I want my kids to see that life is not rainbows and butterflies. There is going to be things that are going to turn their absolute world upside mm-hmm. down, but how they deal with that yeah. and how they move forward, like, that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, we can play the victim or we can get going. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about sharing things on social media, you're incredibly open. Do you have boundaries of things where you're like, no, that's Well, yeah, it's personal. funny. Like I, <laughs> it's funny because I share a lot, but there's a lot I don't. Like, yeah. I mean, for you or for everyone else watching, it's like you share a lot. But for me, who, you know, I see the whole picture yeah. and I just show you the, the parts that I want you to see. So when you feel connected to me and you watch my stuff, I guess you feel that closeness. But there is so many more parts to me that, mm. you know, I, I think I do reserve. And um, I don't know. I think that, like, I do it in a way that's like exactly that. You think that I'm sharing with you everything, but... I'm only sharing with you the parts that I think are really important and I want you, I want you to know, you know? So I think it's all controlled. Um, and yeah, I I wouldn't say I share everything. And I think that's the case with everyone. Like most people, um, you only obviously put out there the parts that you want people to Mm. see, but I, I, I do love the balance of the good and the not so good. Yeah. I think it's important. I think people need to see that life is, it's not, you know, it's not wonderful for everyone. Mm. There is hard times. And like, how do we get through them? Like, that's what people want to see. Yeah. You know, they want to know because they don't know. Some people don't know. They don't have help. They don't have friends. Like mm. they don't have a mum to, to talk to or, you know, they don't have the confidence to go and get help. So it's, yeah, if I can sort of be that little boost, then I guess I, I will. Yeah. I know you've spoken about postnatal depression and, and things like that. So was there a moment for you where you were like, I need to get help or was it sort of a, a process of yeah look at working was, that out I obviously knew like I wasn't from like I always wanted to be a mum so when I was quite depressed I didn't want like I couldn't really look after my kids I was so like I was just struggling so much mm. the thought of and I think this is what I want people to sort of look out for in themselves it's like like I now had like I still experience like sluggish days and stuff, but I was having more bad days than good. You know, yeah. I, I really couldn't 
be bothered getting out of bed it was like a really big battle with myself to to get up and to get myself dressed and then the thought of having to dress two kids like who were both in nappies and like yeah feeding them again like it was hard it's a lot when you're in a good mindset and then when you're in a bad yeah um it's like I just had no energy and Oh, I think from the from feeling like that and knowing your responsibilities don't go away mm. to then the thoughts that you start to have. Like, you know, I wasn't in a good place and I wanted my mum to, like, just take my kids. I'm like, just take them. I don't want them. Like, I can't. I just... Why, like, why me? Why did they choose me? Like, you know, I was very in my... I was in my pity party and I had every right to be, but, like... yeah. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, me, me, just, me, yo, look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't, don't play with it. Play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Uh, there were two little kids that needed a mum, and I just couldn't be that for them at the time. So it was really hard period. And yeah, my mum, I guess for her as a mum to watch me, her daughter, go through that, it was a bit more of an intervention. I think it was like a. You need to go and see someone. <laughs> We're yeah. getting you a mental health plan. Like, we need to turn this around. These kids aren't, you know, they're not getting any younger. Um, yeah. They're watching you. It's starting to sort of affect them now. Um, and this is the thing people say, you know, you're so lucky that your kids were young. And I just think, and I think this is where I've gotten into all of the affirmations and, you know, kids' mindsets and trying to set them up because no, they didn't know what was going on Um on uh like logically yeah on an intellectual level yeah yeah. it's like mum and dad have separated like they don't understand that Mm -hmm. so they're internalizing everything emotionally like all they can see is mum's sad or you know and they don't they don't know how to process that and if i'm not in a state to help them you know that's really it's trauma so i didn't want that to continue so yeah I, i feel like that's kind of how i've really gotten into the path that i'm i'm on and i'm just so focused on parents that are going through separations but also i don't know just like taking care of your kids minds you know like we we don't need to involve our kids and you know we can sort of foster that innocence and and keep them young and like you know we are their first example of a relationship it doesn't need to be mum and dad living together it can be separate but they do need to to know that they have a really nice relationship with mum and dad yeah um yeah, and so I um, I got help after that, and I started seeing um, a therapist and just sort of talking through a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, it was the best thing I did at the time. I think mm. um, just to be able to talk to someone that doesn't know you, who's not a part of your situation, um, you know, they're just kind of listening, and then they're giving you tools to cope mm. and to manage and and other ways to think. Yeah, different ways to think. As well, yeah. Yeah, and it was. It was such a good thing that I did. And um, I stopped doing that after a while as it's almost as if I everything that they were saying to me, I felt like I've, I'd already knew. 
Like mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I need, I just think that there's something different that I could be doing. So I started doing these workshops for women with one of my good friends, Claire, who was um, a life coach and a clairvoyant and so many other amazing things. Yeah. And so we started doing these um, small little um, group, like group work with, with women. It was amazing. Like the stories that people were sharing. And you know what? I think all I needed was to feel like I was not an alien who was like mm. going through something shit and like that that's all I needed it's like all these other women going through stuff really comforted me and really made me feel like I was okay you know I'm just a human going through something Mm -hmm. like I'm having an experience and I really wanted to learn from my experience I really wanted to delve into that experience why is this happening to me like what can I learn from this like you know it, it really just opened up a whole can of worms and it was such an exciting path to go down after that. I was yeah. so invested in the why, not like being a victim, you mm. know, like, oh, poor me sort of thing. And like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, rah, rah. it's like, okay, I'm here now. Like, yeah. I really have been codependent my whole life. Who the freaking hell is Abby? Like, who yeah. am I? Who am I outside of being a mum? Who am I outside of being a partner to someone who was very successful in their own right? Like, Mm. who the hell am I? So I got to, yeah, I got to discover Abby. It was really cool. Yeah. I saw this, it's just reminded me, I saw this video on TikTok of this guy and he says exactly the same thing. He went to therapy because he was feeling you know, depressed and he realized he, he didn't know who he was Yeah. when he took off all these hats that he wears in his day-to-day life. And it's like, who actually am I what are my values what am I passionate about just yeah for me yeah it's a really confronting time like I I completely lost Abby and I I mean I was with um my I'd been in a relationship from what the age of 16 I think um so I had to really go back like and I think the key to doing to finding that is honoring your inner child like our Mm. inner child is screaming all the time like just to be fun and to be playful and as adults we have that smacked out of us like Mm. and as we grow up really like teenagers and you know it's like we're groomed to like behave you know yeah we are literally like conditioned to just do what society says like you know and then you will be okay yeah i'm just like wow and because i i sort of haven't done that I've taken a really bizarre path and I really sort of wanted to talk about the not so great moments and Mm. the not so good times and the not so popular positions to be in, but still wanting to make them beneficial to others that are going through it as well. Because I I honestly believe that like everyone goes through very similar things to what I did. Yeah. We just, we're not supposed to talk about it. And Mm. I'm like, Hey, I'm still a nice person. I'm still (laughs) good. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I just really needed to go back and honor my inner child. And I love animals. Like, I loved, I used to love kittens and puppies. And I used to love being silly and dancing. And I don't know, I, I had to start doing those things again. Like, yeah. And that really is fun. To do that with your kids, it's, it's so fun. And I loved netball. Like, I got back into playing netball. And it was mm. the best thing I did. Like, I literally felt like I had just stepped into a shadow version of me that I lost and I was like oh it feels nice to be here again you know to be Mm -hmm. doing that and 
I just, yeah, I, I can't tell you how important it is to honor that inner child that you once had if you are struggling with a bit of an identity crisis. You know, yep. who am I? What's my purpose? It's like, we'll start by doing and remembering the things that you used to love. Yeah. Yeah, that you just stopped doing because you grew up. So you've you got know? this new mindset and a new sort of outlook on life. How do you then take that into your new relationship when you meet? your new partner because I can imagine that there might be trust issues letting someone new in especially when you have children yeah yeah it's actually funny like Lee and I talk about this all the time so the version of me that me that Lee met is just not me today like yeah it's it's sort of funny because again I was very codependent like um I see a lot of stuff that I read and it's like you know don't sort of don't get yourself into a relationship until you're sure of who you are. Mm. And it's like, I really struggle with that because I often reflect back to when I went through, like I was very fresh out of my relationship and I do, like I met Lee very quickly. Yeah. Um, and I was a codependent person. So I was very much like, I, oh my God, I thought he was like the best thing in the whole entire world. And I truly could not have done or gone through what I went through, I don't think, without him. He was very important to me. And, like, I think at a time where I felt so unloved and so rejected and just so defeated and all of those things, he really made me feel, I don't know, great. Like, I just felt so great, you know. And I really needed love at that time in my life Mm. when I didn't have it. So he really gave me a lot of love um, at the time and support, which I think is such a huge thing. Like, gosh, I couldn't even imagine being a partner, like a poorly. I was actually <laughs> with him whilst grieving yeah. my past. And I feel like that's all he would have had to listen to all the time. And he never once, and this is probably why I thought that's so great. He never sort of said, okay, enough, you know, you've spoken about this enough or yeah. he just let me be yeah. and just let me grieve and just process everything. And, you know, there were times where we laughed and cried and all of that stuff, but he just let me do this process at my own pace. And I really admired that and respected that. So, um, the, the version of me that he gets today is very different though. I'm not codependent. Like I, (laughs) I'm so just in my power, you know, I'm like, I don't need you. I want you like, you aren't here because I'm like, Oh my God, I need you in my life. It's like, I want you here. And it's really, um, it's kind of really a powerful situation, I think, because if you are in a relationship where you, my boundaries essentially are like, I need you to consistently and continuously show up and keep doing the work on you while I'm doing it for me. Because like the major breakdown of a relationship, I feel is like one person continues to grow and the other one just stays Mm. as they are. So it's like, if you're not doing the work, either one of us will outgrow the other. So it's like a challenge to just continuously be growing together. And I think it's like, yeah, I I really, I admire it. Like, I think it's great and I'm not codependent anymore. And like, I want my kids to be, you know, really reliable and and powerful in themselves as well. So my relationship to how it used to be has changed. I think Lee has got at least 10 versions of me in the last four (laughs) years, the poor thing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think like, I think it's a, it's a positive thing. Like, you know, I, I think that I'm continuously challenging him. So, um, it works. 
Well, that was part one of my chat with Abby Gilmore. Part two will be dropping tomorrow. If you've loved this episode, please rate, review and subscribe. I'll be in your ears again tomorrow morning. 